Okay, so we are doing this. We're doing this. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rare with Flair, the podcast where two 20-somethings with the same rare disease are out here living our best lives. I am your host, Cassandra. And I am your host, Casey. So, full transparency, everybody, we fully recorded this podcast (laughs) about three hours ago and realized I had been using my built-in computer microphone the whole time instead of the nice microphone I own. Girl, it happens. No, but we're so excited to finally be doing this. We have been working on this podcast for over a month now. It's so wild. Yeah, we've been in constant contact with each other. We have sent each other so many voice memo texts, like, every single day about the podcast. We are very meticulous about this podcast. (laughs) We have gotten, like, into levels that you wouldn't think. We're, like, debating over whether Rare with Flair should have a comma. Because that's how much we care about this podcast. (laughs) For those of you who might not know us, I know a lot of people listening might be our family and friends or people who know us from other platforms, but some of you might not know us. My name is Casey. I am located in Memphis, Tennessee, and I have my Bachelor of Fine Art in Musical Theater. I am an actor, a YouTuber, and right now I am studying to hopefully become a certified Braille transcriber. I love performing, I love reading, and I love walking my dog, Rupert, and I am really, really passionate about advocacy and um, educating people about disabilities. I think disabilities are highly underrepresented in the media, and there are a lot of stereotypes out there about them, so that's one of my passions in life. Yes, Casey is the bomb. My name is Cassandra, and I'm from Columbus, Ohio. I have a Bachelor of Science in Computer Science and Engineering, and I'm a software engineer. So I, you know, make computers and apps do the things that they do. I love traveling and exploring local stuff, like local coffee shops. Some hobbies that I have are I love playing video games. I love listening to music, and I really like eating, <laughs> so I really like ice cream. It's probably my favorite dessert. Something that I'm really passionate about, like Casey, is disability advocacy, but what I really want to do is help use my background in tech and make tech more accessible to people with disabilities. So some people might not know, people with disabilities blind people, deaf people, they can use technology too, but we have to make sure that the t- the tech we have works with the tools that they use. And totally we'll get into all of that. That's a whole conversation. But also really passionate about normalizing disability, making it just feel regular to be a disabled person. And I also have a guide dog, Romana. I got her nearly four years ago. She is a six-year-old yellow lab from Guide Dogs for the Blind, and she is, she's my queen. Romana is a queen, and I am proud to know her. Like, I feel like I was in the presence of royalty when I met her. I have a dog, but he's not a guide dog, not even close. I use a cane. I have the pink cane. She has the guide dog. That's, um, those are our tools that we use, and we're definitely gonna, like, our tools of choice, as you would say, and we're gonna talk about those in later episodes for sure. I mean, we get really passionate when we talk about canes and guide dogs, so. Oh, yeah. Be ready. Be ready. (laughs) So, as we mentioned before, 
in our little intro here, uh, we both have the same rare disease. It's called Hermansky-Pudlak syndrome, which is very, very long, and I'm sure you won't remember it, so most of the time anyway, we call it HPS. Fun history facts, in case you didn't know and are curious, um, like most things in the scientific world, they are named after the scientists that discovered it, which I always think is kind of a mild ego thing, but hey, <laughs> I, I mean, if, if I found something, I would like my name written down in history, I guess, but it was by these two researchers in the 1800s in what was then Austria-Hungary, and now it is the Czech Republic or Czechia. So that's pretty, pretty rad, but, um... And I didn't even know that. <laughs> Fun facts. So <laughs> HPS is a rare form of albinism, which means that we don't have much pigment, pig, pigment <laughs> in our hair, skin, and eyes. So we have pretty light blonde hair. We're pale. <laughs> we have pretty light blonde hair and pretty fair skin. And our eyes are super sensitive to light. We're also legally blind, hence the cane and guide dog. So we can see, but like very poorly. Not well, not well at all. If you've heard the term albino before, that's what we are. Um, you know, it's called albinism. Albino is kind of a slang term. But and and the the pigment varies, you know, people just assume you have to be really, really, really white with white hair, but the pigment can vary and it's mainly diagnosed by your eyes anyways. So also with HPS um, comes along a bleeding disorder. So not to get too boring and scientific on you, but our platelets are not formed correctly. Most blood platelets have dense granules on them. I sound really smart, don't I, Cass? Yeah, you totally do. I sound like a scientist. Most have, have dense granules on them. Ours don't. Ours look like a sugar cookie instead of a chocolate chip cookie, basically. And so they don't clot. So we bleed easily. And it can be scary if you're in like an emergency situation or in surgery. But most of the time, it's not that scary. And we just have a lot of bruises. Equally delicious, but less functional. <laughs> and then HPS can also cause some um, autoimmune issues. Basically, your body is just making problems that aren't there. And then I even have some other autoimmune issues that are unrelated to HPS, which we'll probably get into a little bit in future episodes because this podcast is primarily about disability and chronic illness. So I'm sure we'll get into it. Oh, yeah, it's going to come up. And because of these autoimmune conditions, and since this disease is pretty rare, it's like one in every 500,000 to 1 million people worldwide, the statistics are sort of being discovered as we speak. But as of right now, the statistics say that about 20% of people with our condition end up developing an autoimmune disease called Crohn's disease. Which, if you've heard of it, it's probably because your aunt has it or someone related to you. Somehow you've heard of it because it's actually really common. <laughs> I always get like, my godmother had that. And I'm like, wow, thank you. I <laughs> so basically what it is, is an intestinal disease. So your intestines really struggle to do the job of intestines, like digesting things. So they tend to get like inflamed. They can bleed, which is bad with our bleeding disorder. Lots of sad and painful things. But um, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease when I was 15. And when I was like almost 18, I got my entire large intestine removed, which people have asked me, like, can you live without a colon? And 
To which I say, I think so. <laughs> well, they are asking I, you, so you're there to ask. <laughs> I am alive, so I can verify. You are alive. <laughs> and her bag is named Celeste. Yes, her name is Celeste because sometimes I like to talk about her without her knowing and without everyone else just hearing about my my poop in a bag. Celeste saved your life. She's so dead. Yeah, she saved your life, so we love her. So there's a lot that goes on with HPS, and I was about to move on to the next topic, and remembered, no, there's another thing that goes along with HPS. Before you get into that, I will say it's important to mention I have HPS type 3, and Cassandra has HPS type 1, which definitely comes with different symptoms, so go ahead, Cassandra. I'll lead you into the, ne- the last part of HPS. For sure. I have type 1 of this disease, and this next thing affects only a handful of subtypes, and that is not Casey's subtype. Let's be honest, Casey's got enough to deal with. But, like, this is the most life-threatening and scary part of HPS. It's sort of what turns it from a chronic condition slash rare disease to a terminal illness. But don't let that freak you out too much. We're doing the best we can. And if you are so inclined to donate money to research this cause and help us find a cure, please go to hpsnetwork.org. We are not sponsored by them, and our opinions do not reflect the opinions of the HPS network. No, but I appreciate the plug. A lot of subtypes, uh, we tend to develop pulmonary fibrosis, and that just means that your lungs scar and you can't breathe, so then you need a lung transplant. And that is not really a cure. It's pretty much trading one chronic illness for another. Right, and we do know a lot of people who have had successful lung transplants, and so we're really grateful for that. But that's why, that's what fuels our fire to get a cure is because this can be, you know, terminal for some people. But we don't want to get super sad on the podcast. You know, we're just telling the truth. Oh, yeah. Pulmonary fibrosis will come up, especially in, like, it's helped shape a lot of my worldview and the way that I approach life, but that's another another story for another time. So, speaking of HPS, we have a conference every year, and we go and we just be with our friends, we have researchers come, and that's mainly where Cassandra and I have actually gotten to hang out in person, that's where we met. We've also been to the National Institutes of Health, and we've been to Vanderbilt and done other studies other places, and we've hung out those places together, but HPS is where we met, so we wanted to like give you a little background on our friendship, because we've given you a background about us separately, but I think our friendship means a lot to this podcast, that's what this podcast is based on, so Cassandra... Tell me in your own words your experience of how we met because I have my own views on it and my own like thoughts, but I want to hear yours. Uh, so we met back in 2014. We've been friends for like six years, which is wild because it feels like both longer and shorter. We met because our flights for the conference got in at pretty much the same time and we were I was with my mom and you were with yours and we were going to go and take a hotel shuttle um and it was my first time at this conference I knew I had HPS since I was a baby which is honestly really rare for a rare disease usually people don't find out till later but it what I didn't go until I had developed uh Crohn's disease so it was more I don't know, felt more real. And it was so funny because, like, we were the only people, us four, in this shuttle, okay? And Casey and her mom were in front of my mom and I. 
And we were like, oh, look, wow, we're going to the same place. And then within like five minutes of this conversation with them, we were already talking about like health things and it, it got really deep really fast. And that's like, oh, and that's how we knew we we're like, these are good people. <laughs> it got deep. <laughs> yeah. So I had kind of a different experience, though, because I was kind of in an argument with my mom. I don't know why. Me and my mom are like best friends, but she was like getting on my nerves for some reason, I guess. And I remember kind of being in a stinky mood, like in the shuttle on the way and also just the like exhaustion of travel. So I feel like I did not make the best first impression with you. So I'm glad you still I'm glad we still clicked because I felt guilty. I was like, what you listeners have to understand is when you have a very, very rare disease, there's hardly anybody your age with that disease. And Cassandra and I are almost five years apart, but she's the closest person I know in age with this disease. So it's really hard to meet people. And so when I met you, I should have really, really tried harder, but I'm glad it worked out anyway. I just thought, okay, listen, I thought she was just tired. Also, though, like... She has like such a killer sense of style because when we when we finally got to the hotel, she pulls out this like massive suitcase and you're like, how tall are you? Five feet. Yeah, it was like halfway up your body. So like it was really big. Was, <laughs> I'm not surprised. And she brought her like Doc Martens to this conference and I was like, I have to have this girl like me. She needs to like me. We need to like each other and be we friends. We need to be friends. <laughs> well, I'm, and like, I don't want our listeners to think I'm like a grumpy person because that's She's so not. not me at all. She was just tired. Don't worry. She's actually like the nicest human you'll ever meet. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't go that far, but thank you. But no, it ended up where we really hit it off. And we actually, like you said, we do have an age difference. And so I feel like when we first met, you were in high school and I was in college. And so our age difference was more obvious because we were in different stages of life. But now it's, you know, we're both in the real world now. So it really is not a difference at all. Right. We both live independently. We pretty much live alone. We live fairly close to our families. So we're sort of doing the same kind of thing. We didn't talk as much at first. But, yeah, I really, I think, like you said, as time went on and as, like, we were in similar life stages, it just really worked out. But, like, we've talked more preparing for this podcast than I think we've ever talked. We've ever talked. And I think our personalities mesh really well because we're obsessed with Enneagrams. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Um, But we... I think as a working relationship with this podcast, our personality types really mesh. Yeah, for sure. So um, for those who don't know about the Enneagram, yeah, it's like this really trendy personality test, which, you know, I love. I love personality tests. But um, there are nine types, but all the types are a little bit different in their own ways. Uh, But there are nine. And so I'm type number eight, which is described it's called the challenger (laughs) oh goodness so it's described as like like someone who's like pretty like dominant and intense like very decisive Um, also I'm like very protective of people that I care about like my family and stuff like I have like a really strong sense of self anyway so but yeah, it's it's interesting because I don't I don't think I could work with someone else like me. Honestly, that would be that would be rough. <laughs> no, I find you really easy to work with. Like I, I know your type says you're like domineering, but you you 
definitely this has been a two-person project. I don't think either of us is distinctly steering this ship. We kind of have our own places that we are comfortable with working, and it just works perfectly for us. Yes, and I'm a type two with a wing one. Every well, Not everyone has a wing necessarily, but I really strongly identify with the wing one, which is the servant is what it's called. <laughs> so I, yeah. I'm into helping people. I'm into justice. I am into like serving and that kind of stuff. Empathy. Yeah, yeah. So I think we, I think we mesh together well. I have the wing seven, which is like a type that loves to try new stuff and is really extroverted, loves exploring, doing new things. So it really works out with all of all of our different types. We complement each other super well. Yeah. Um, I was going to go, I was going to segue because I love finding, this is my challenge is like finding a good segue to like how to get into the next topic. But when I was talking about justice, I was like, ooh, advocacy, that can bring me to our next Perf. topic, which is... Um, kind of why we're doing this podcast and what we've done prior. So I made a YouTube channel back in the Stone Age. I'm pretty sure dinosaurs were walking the (laughs) earth when I made my YouTube channel, which was, I want to say, like, 2009 or 10. Like Yeah, that was, like, the beginning of YouTube. (laughs) it, It was. It was a different world back then. But I made a YouTube channel about visual impairments because this was actually before I got diagnosed with Hermansky-Pedlock syndrome. That wasn't until I was like a month shy of 18. So this was mainly about visual impairments back then. So that's what I've been doing for the last decade on and off to be fair. But that's why I kind of wanted to, you know, move to another platform with you and kind of still do the same thing I've been doing, but just in a totally different way because this time I have a co-host and it's on a different platform. But that's what I've been doing in the advocacy world. Yeah. And Casey is awesome you should go and like and subscribe her youtube videos because she has like 3,500 subscribers which honestly that sounds like (laughs) a lot of work to me so thank you good for you i'm so proud of your youtube uh ventures she's got some really awesome videos and then i've done advocacy things more in the realm of writing i do really like to write in my spare time so Since HPS is a rare form of albinism, I've been pretty involved with the National Albinism Association. So I started writing for their quarterly magazine when I was still in high school. And I did that for like two or three or four years, really. And I took a break in college and now I got back to writing for them. So that's something that I've done. I've had a personal blog So I don't, I barely update it, but I do occasionally post stuff on there. I've written some pieces for an org that works with women with bowel disease. So women with Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, women with ostomies, which is me pooping in a bag. I've written some stuff for them. And there's another awesome, awesome org called Positive Exposure, who... He's amazing. Rick Gadotti, if you're listening, I love you. We love you. He is basically this photographer that went on a mission to photograph beauty and disability, kind of like what we're talking about. And he also wants to help promote normalcy with some volunteers from the disability community posting on this blog platform called Pearls. And they would just post about things that they've done, random things, just so that people could go through and see, like, hey, this person with disabilities, they're doing 
a life. So I, I've shared on there a few times too, different mediums, but still trying to advocate in some ways. Yeah, Cassandra is an incredible writer. If you ever see any description or anything for our podcast written, it's probably written by her because you have such a way with words. Like you really know how to put things into words really beautifully. Thank you so much. I don't... <laughs> I don't actually think I always have the right words, but I do like writing and expressing myself in that way. So, um, so it's been really fun. Oh, for sure. So we have a game and like full disclosure again, we already played it. It's kind of supposed to be one of those games where you don't know what the person's going to say, but since you all know that we already (laughs) recorded this podcast before we have, however, I'm going to go a little out of order and I challenge you to maybe even change up your answers a bit. So that's my challenge to you. I think it'll still be fun to play and still be fun to listen to. Yeah. So I was in this work meeting, which is when this idea originated. And basically, we're just gonna, we have a list of either questions or words or anything in between that we're just gonna rapid fire for like two minutes and ask each other and say the first thing that comes to your mind when we say these things. Set the clock for two minutes. Yes. And go. Shopping. Ooh, I just bought like a bunch of things last week and I can't wait for them to come in the mail. <laughs> a band you love. Death Cab for Cutie. Favorite since like freshman year of high school. <laughs> Fake service dogs. Are the absolute worst and give a terrible name to actual service dog handlers. Mm. Puerto Rico. Is beautiful and historically has gotten the short end of the stick your mom is my best friend and i love her so much we have like we make up random things to do like parties and stuff during quarantine (laughs) accessibility (laughs) absolutely necessary hps conference is also somewhat necessary because (laughs) so much important research happens there and it is a freaking good time favorite travel destination Ooh, I really enjoyed going to Budapest. Favorite season? It's basic, but fall. <laughs> Best Disney movie? Ooh, that's tough. Uh, I really have a thing for The Princess and the Frog. Every, like, several months, I rewatch it, so that's that. This podcast? Is going to be really great now that we worked out our technical kinks and... I love it. We're having a great time. Favorite (laughs) breakfast cereal? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You did it. That's it. Yay! (laughs) Okay, I'm setting my clock. Ready? Go. Thoughts on brunch? Love it. Best musical? Wicked. Favorite sunscreen brand? You know what? I don't even know what brand I use, which is very sad. Sorry, everybody. The answer is Neutrogena. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) I have strong thoughts. It's my game. <laughs> so, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The best television show ever created, hands down. Don't argue with me. <laughs> Beach or mountains? Beach. Favorite color? Pink. And purple. Morning person or night owl? I was a night owl my whole life until I got a dog, and now I'm a morning person. Favorite city? New York City. Least favorite food? Shrimp. Oh, shrimp are so good. <laughs> no, it's nasty. Dream job. An actor or a braille transcriber? Um, a hobby you have? Singing. Orientation and mobility? Very important. Thoughts on alcohol? Not a fan, but if you enjoy it, that's great for you. And Rupert? The best doggy in the whole world. <laughs> that's my dog's name. You guys need to hear Casey's dog voice. 
Well, I didn't quite go full dog voice on here because that is something nobody needs to hear outside of my close friends and family. I think it's amazing. Even my close friends hate it. So it's it's I... really it's really horrible. Maybe one day that'll be like a secret thing to unlock on this podcast where you can hear my dog voice, but not today. Not today. Oh, man. Yes. So that was so fun. So right now we are planning on uploading this podcast once a month, the first Tuesday of every month. That is liable to change depending, you know, we could move to once every two weeks, but we're just, you know, we're starting off. So we're working through it right now. And yeah, future episodes, we're going to do one about canes and guide dogs soon, which we're Mm. excited about. Yeah, definitely. And that will... That will be a struggle to fit all that content in about an hour or less. So <laughs> we could talk about it for a few days nonstop, Absolutely. probably. And we have. And it'll be full of like etiquette, funny stories for sure. <laughs> um, for sure. So yeah, that'll be our next episode. But then we're also going to talk about lifestyle, dating, mm-hmm. fashion. We're going to talk about our rare disease journeys and. You know, it'll be a mix of disability and life stuff. Yeah, we'll talk about, you know, feeling confident and being ourselves and asking for the things we need when we need them. But that's, that's pretty much all we had. So thank you so much for listening. Please, please subscribe and leave us a a note, a comment. A review? Is Is that what it is? A review. Five star review, or you can you can also subscribe. You can also visit our Instagram rare dot with dot flare. Yes, the name rare with flare was taken. We are sad about that. You can follow us on Facebook, and we also have a website called rarewithflare.com. Yes, please, please keep up with us. If you have any questions or suggestions or thoughts or want to tell us, wow, I like your cover art. Thanks to your friend Sarah for doing that. Please either DM us on Instagram or. Like, shoot us an email at rarewithflare at gmail.com. We're available. Yes, we are. Well, thank you, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.